0: Let's play D&D, you and me, and all of our best friends. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG, escape her life and play pretend for a while. Hello friends and welcome to another episode of the of Cool Podcast. I'm Morgan.
1: And I'm Nathan.
0: And today we have a very special guest.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> oh, that's me. That's Hi. you, Miss <laughs> <laughs> Mod Mayhem, aka Alyssa, is here with us today to talk about D and D. We're excited.
1: Yeah, super stoked to have um, someone to join us. So we we was this last week or two weeks ago that we had um, Amber? Was that two weeks or one week ago? Do you
0: remember?
3: Yeah, two, we two
1: weeks ago. It,
0: yeah.
3: Was it or was it last week?
1: I think it was two weeks.
0: It was two weeks because last week we talked about backstories.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was two weeks. Yeah. yeah so two weeks, it two weeks ago was the first time we had a guest on, which was super exciting. Um, and I know that, like, it, it kind of, we just, it didn't really happen, but um, having a guest on was something that we had been kind of planning to try to do more of from the start. So we're stoked to start doing some of that. Um, yeah. And also introduce our mods to everyone because we're hoping everyone's going to be seeing more of them very soon um we had a a big (laughs) official rule of cool meeting which sounds (laughs) weird to say out loud but uh yesterday we had a a big meeting to talk about uh our big plans for the upcoming year after the holidays and uh, You'll, you'll be seeing some of these uh, these faces that you're you're slowly meeting more and more as we as we go on.
0: Yeah, I teased some of it in my personal stream that I had um, should have been hosting through this channel. Um, it was. Yeah, awesome. So I teased a little bit of that um, to come for 2021. We are very excited.
1: Yeah, we've we've got some exciting plans that uh, we we will be announcing very soon so um
0: be ready for that
1: it's it's gonna be fun and uh i think we're kind of just hammering out kind of final stuff and then we'll we'll get it announced to you guys soon um yeah that's 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 the little spiel at the top
0: (laughs) so miss alyssa (laughs) what do you know about it uh
3: freaking everything (laughs) all the stuff I'll, I never get anything wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'm essentially a goddess. Um, you know all the new, all the use, You know, like yeah. everybody else. I'm just, you know, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I started playing a little over a year ago um, with a text like a text based game,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and it was really difficult for me because of who I am as a person, to wait for, like, (laughs) two days to write something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would be going insane.
3: Um, But then I started a small home game, and it has just evolved Uh, to me. I'm in, like, five games, and I run two games, I think. Um, yeah (laughs) a lot a lot of D &D every single week and my tuesday wednesday thursday is all dd a lot of my friday nights are one shots with my friends a lot of my saturdays involve you know the podcast and we do one shots on saturday nights a lot of the time (laughs) um sunday night is prep night where i'll i'll I don't know, a bunch of us all get together and bounce ideas off of each other. Um,
0: That gets a little tricky when we're all like (laughs) campaigns of each other and we're like, "Hmm, how do I bring this up without spoiling the campaign?
3: I think there's just like one or two of us there that we're like, all right, we should go to a different chat. Just really quick. I just have a question.
1: (laughs) Uh, This one can't hear about.
3: Yeah. Like there's only one other person in there. You're like,
1: It always feels weird, too, because you're, like, you, like, want to talk about something, and then you're, like, "Uh uh-oh, they're here. you (laughs) got to, like, you're, like, you're, like, looking at the one person. You're, like, (laughs) there's that one person, and everyone else wants to talk about something, and you're just, like, you're here. What are you doing? You've ruined all the plans.
0: There's been times where I've started to say something, and then I'm, like, "Uh, oh,
1: you're talking in quote, Alyssa you're talking in my campaign I can't talk about it <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like, like hey Scott I have this uh, let's go somewhere else real quick because I can't talk about this in front of Alyssa uh. yeah.
3: yeah but um, through it all I've met like the most incredible of people some of my best and closest friends and we're scattered you know all over the country and then some of us out of country even
0: yeah.
3: um, talking to you Matt Personal problem you need to deal with, Matt. Uh,
0: (laughs) Get over here, quit being Australian.
3: Um, but uh, at the same time, it's d &D has been a blessing in my life just for like personal mental health friendships. Um, we use it in I homeschool, um, banana does too. Um, but
0: (laughs) For those who don't know, banana is Amber. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's, Amber. That's her name. I, was, nickname. That, I, I <laughs> laughed
1: before I got a chance to to say something. <laughs> I, was, I just yeah, I just imagined someone listening to the podcast like, "Who the fuck is Banana?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> banana is Amber's nickname. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very funny. Um,
3: but yeah, I do stuff and things, and a lot of D and
0: love smite lately. Oh gosh, um, we've been playing so much Smite, but mostly D and D. Yeah.
1: Well, here's here's the the great intro question: Is uh, what was your first D and D character? Who's who'd you first play?
3: Mm, I feel like that's my, always
1: the question to ask.
3: My first D and D character was a half elf warlock named Imarel Nilo, and I will never forget him because he was for that text based game. Yeah. <laughs> And I had never played D&D before. I didn't know anything about it. And I just, um, I remember being like, oh, warlocks are charismatic. I'm going to sleep with everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I, instead of making a bard, because I didn't know what a bard was, yeah. right? I made a warlock whose literal whole goal was any man or woman that he met, he tried to sleep with them. Yeah. And succeeded because...
2: <laughs>
1: You gotta br- you gotta bring him back in, and yeah. in multi class make a bard lock, and uh, you'll really be oh. balling out at that point.
0: Listen, <laughs> yeah. if you don't think that I'm going to be making a bard lock at some point in the future, I already have my uh, rogue lock. Yep. Um, that's happening, which I'm excited war about.
1: War rogue? No, that doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> a war rogue? <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: When in doubt, Rogue always lock. use the lock part. of yeah, warlock. Yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> I was thinking. I was like, "Is was there another way to just, do?" It? I was on the same
3: page, Nathan. I was like, "Why do we always have to use? Like, can't we be like warard?" Yeah, yeah. See, But it sounds weird. No. No. <laughs> uh, a a waradin, a paladin, warlock. That sounds okay. okay. But pal- a pal, pal- pal-y lock sounds better.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't know. Lock? <laughs> or
1: yeah. I feel like yeah, you got to You got to use the lock. I don't know why. Just like yeah. I, I yeah. think it's easier to tack that on at the end of something than it is to try to incorporate war into something else because war is like a weird sounding like. uh
0: Well, the thing is, it's hard to have like the consonant R butted up against any other consonant. Yeah, like unless uh, it's warbarian. The- well, yeah. But like ha,
3: warlock barbarian. I don't know who the hell's out there making a warlock barbarian. War Me now.
0: <laughs> see, war bard just doesn't sound right because it just sounds like you're a college of swords bard. Like, that's all that sounds you're, like.
1: You're a war guy now.
0: <laughs> you're a war guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not a seed guy anymore. Not a seed guy anymore. Oh, shout out to everybody who watches Dimension Twenty Chronicles.
2: Yeah,
0: (laughs) Um, that is so good. Chalky Bicky in the chat said, "Oh me,
1: I'm assuming about the Warlock Barbarian."
3: Yeah, yeah, that would be something you'd do. Something completely (laughs) ridiculous and unnecessary. (laughs) Warbarian. It's just Warbarian, (laughs) not War Barbarian.
1: This wow. is why you're the can't problem. Even, can't even get your own <laughs> thing right.
0: <laughs> I
3: know.
1: Oh, man. All right.
0: Uh, next question. This is a serious interview right oh. now. Um, what is the first campaign you ever ran as a DM?
3: The first campaign I ever ran as a DM was a very failed game of the um, Dragon of Icefire Peak. Oh, Okay. From the starter set. Um, My husband bought me the starter set. I think that's the one from the
1: essential kit, right?
3: Oh, the essential kit, yeah. What he bought me something, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm going to run it. And I was running it for him and my best friend B and somebody else. Um, I think one of my old friends was Skype again, but I remember looking at all of the stuff and being like, I don't like any of this. And then reading like something online that it's like, well, you're a DM, just change it. And I'm like, okay. And then I changed everything. And I was like, hmm, Yeah. this isn't the same game. Maybe I should just, I don't know, make my own.
1: Yeah. Get on the homebrew
3: train. Yeah. And then I did. I tried to do a homebrew game in Faye Run and I hated it. I felt like I had no control.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, and that failed as well. And then we started, uh, Crestalonia, which is what the collective is now today.
1: Not your homebrew world.
2: Yeah. No. Oh,
3: <laughs> so my homebrew world is Cambria, which Morgan's in, um, cause gotcha. I run yeah. one game, two weeks and then the next game, the other two weeks. Gotcha. Um, when we, Crestalonia was my homebrew world, but when we switched to online because of COVID, um, I bought Wild Mount on Roll20, and I've been using the Wild Mount setting. Um, but it was one of those things where once you homebrew something and you have complete control to make this world anything that you want it to be and your players can shape it and they can move it and they can make one comet that then becomes this entire mountain. Yeah. And there's nothing for them to, like, go online and be like, well, there's, that's not exactly, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so different to run in somebody else's world.
1: Well, and I think it's very mm-hmm. funny to, like, be able to take that, like, a, you know, like a bit and, you know, just a, a running joke and be like, cool, <laughs> guess what? That's in here now. You you Night established cheese. that. Yeah, in my in my homebrew game, like, uh, one of the – players decided he's each cheese at night and then he started calling it night cheese. And now that's like a thing across the world. Everybody eats night cheese. Um, yeah. it just funny things like that. you just like, like that's part of this now. It wasn't part of it before, but you said it. So it's in here, you know, being able to say like, uh, Oh yeah. Can I go to the, you know, weird store or something in the city? And you're like, cool. That's in there now. Like it's not written down <laughs> yeah. anywhere, but sure. You can go there.
0: You go to the tavern. Hey, uh, before you go to bed, would you like some night cheese? Uh, of course we would. It's yeah. only the smelliest, most disgusting cheese in the world, but it's also delicious. Yeah, that's like, like a,
2: a
1: very <laughs> funny thing that we decided on thats that is that it, it is like the gnarliest, dankest, stanky cheese possible. Like, like blue cheese to an extreme that's like also kind of mm-hmm. warm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But everybody likes it. Yeah.
0: Like a nice yeah. camembert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think everyone,
1: everyone's character is in-game known to like it except for, I think, Emma's character because she rolled, like, a con save on eating some of it or something and yeah. uh, rolled a one and <laughs> we decided she was allergic to night cheese. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very I s- I think I still have some in my, like, satchel. Uh, <laughs> Safi has some in her pocket of holding or whatever it is yeah, I, gave, like I gave a couple pocket. players
1: magical pockets um <laughs>
3: just for night cheese
1: uh i mean you put it it has like a limit that like you can only fit something so big in there um but it was like I, I think i saw it on tiktok honestly somebody was just like talking about magical pockets and i was like like two sessions later i was like guess what you can get magic pockets <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, yes.
3: Yeah, but like once once you've done that and you've had that experience of people like changing your world from the inside out, yeah, it's really hard to go into. And like I made a very poor decision to choose Wild because I am a big fan of Critical Role. Yeah, I have a lot of players who are big fans of Critical Role, so there becomes I, w-
2: <laughs> oh, I would like to rage, critical.
3: um. But once, once you do that, it becomes, like, yeah. and even if your players don't expect it, I feel like as a DM, you're like, okay, now that I'm in this world with Matt Mercer, who created it, do I need to play off of, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I made Cambria. Um, the Collective is totally different from anything that he's doing, but I think it's still, like, as a DM you get kind of like, mm, are they going to think this is too similar? Are they going to get like those vibes or whatever? Yeah. Um, And even if they're like, no, it's different. We love it. You're still like, you
1: start mm, to question yourself.
2: Yeah. Do you though?
1: So, you- <laughs> so I have another question for you. <clears throat> is, so answer. you said you've been playing for like a little over a year, right? So that would make like most of your time, playing D, &D, like during covid time and like Mm -hmm. online like is do you think that like that's changed your experience with D &D and like how you perceive it like um like i know you know you and like i know that like everyone talks about you being a whiz about roll 20 and things like that you know i the amount of time i've played like i roll 20 fully escapes me um, mm-hmm. and I think that, like a lot of that comes from the fact that like, I never built like virtual maps or worried about that stuff because I always played with minis. I have a huge miniature collection. Um, I built terrain. Like, I mean, uh, I think right there on my background, there's a giant piece of foam that like, I've like cut and carved like, you know, terrain pieces out of, um, you know, and I think like being that like, I played like a very like in real life games and like with minis and things that's like coming on to online now when this is like how a lot of people are playing now and um, how anyone at home should be playing because don't get your friends sick. COVID's real and it's bad. Uh, wear your masks. Uh, so, yeah, I'm curious like how that like how that's affected you of like a lot of the time that you've had to play. Like you said, you had some in, in real life, but.
2: I
3: think we had a solid maybe five months of in-person gaming Um. But honestly, playing online has, like, allowed me to, like, read. Like, I have, like, in Cambria, I have two people from Florida. I have one person from Ohio. Ohio. And uh, (laughs) my best friend that lives with me and somebody who lives only, like, 20 minutes away, as well as somebody who lives, I think she lives in, like, D.C., like, close to, you know, over in the east coast, eastern area. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, she lives eastern. far away from me, um, and like that makes up my party. You, you, oh, and Utah, Utah, and my freaking murder squirrel is from Utah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Raya, I love her. My murder squirrel called it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, she, she'll be. I. Right. Uh, maybe should I get bad I don't know (laughs) Uh, but I have the I have people all over and I wouldn't have been able to connect with these people or meet these people if it weren't for online yeah but it does make me kind of like miss like the in like the whispers at the table and Mm -hmm. the interaction between like People like looking at each other, like because it's like hard to do that on camera. Yeah, like like who am I looking at? You know. Yeah. Um. But I honestly, roll twenty is an excellent tool. Scott, um, which is born, he taught me a lot about it, um, and then I just kind of caught on afterward. But it's created this weird circle of friends. That in-person game, if it wasn't for COVID, if it wasn't for online gaming being an option. Yeah. I would have never met any of them. I would have met, you know, you or Morg. Yeah. Or Banana or I would have never met Matt because Australia is full of a bunch of <laughs> <Right>? weird things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I you know, me and Morgan have talked about this in, in some of our episodes of like how, It's crazy that, like, this podcast wouldn't exist. Our games wouldn't exist. We wouldn't know each other. Because, like, I know from, Mm -hmm. like, myself, I would have never jumped on Discord and tried to make a game and met, um, you know, originally Matt and then spiraled into, like, our friendships with all of you guys if COVID hadn't happened. It's, It's such a weird experience to be living in a time where, like, a global pandemic is... So horrific and awful for so many people, like including all of ourselves, but it's like brought a friendship and like created these like, um, like immensely amazing games between all of us. That's like, it, it's such a weird situation to be in, but like in a, a like a secret blessing, really.
0: Well, yeah. Honestly, the way I started meeting people is because I saw an ad, and they wanted people who loved D and D and loved voice acting. And in a time where I'm an entertainment professional, like, and the entertainment world is in shambles right now. So I was like, all right, I need a job that I can do online that I can record from home with the little setup that I have. And I answered that and it ended up not working out. But I met Matt. Matt and I happened to join on the same day, um, just by pure coincidence, we joined the server on the same exact day. And then we just started talking to each other because we were like, oh, hey, you're trying to do this thing, too. I'm trying to do this thing. I think it's cool. And then he was like, hey, there's a channel that I'm in with a lot of really cool people. They like to play D&D and they are always looking for players. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, I went over there. And then one of our friends um, on that server was asking if I was a DM if I would like to run a game. And I'm like, well, I haven't DM'd in a really long time, but I can run a drunk D&D campaign. That's easy and fun. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Nathan, uh, one of our friends, uh, Gia, a lot of the like mods from that server jumped on the game. And we played, and then I was like, wow, you guys are super cool. Let's be friends. Yeah. And then I met Emma, and I met Amber through that first server. And now we play games and run a podcast and are nonstop DDing. Yeah. It is incredible.
1: <laughs> it, it's a crazy experience to um, have something so good and awesome come out of something so bad. Um, yeah. and I think it's just like, it's such a weird experience. Like, um, you know, I, I, like I've definitely noticed there's a lot of people, um, you know, Alyssa started before this, but there's even people that started playing with all this new free time, like in COVID, online, mm-hmm. there's people that have never met in person and play online because they always were interested in it. And now all of a sudden they were stuck at home. You know, we've got friends that are like stuck in dorm rooms, sitting on a computer all day, like what else are, you know? You gotta yeah. f- find some uh some way to interact with someone, you know, and things like that. <laughs> and it's it's crazy that like that's their whole D D experience now.
3: It it really is. It's it's kind of one of those things where you sit and we're gonna look back at like twenty twenty and we're gonna be like Damn, bro, 2020 was garbage. (laughs) But, hey, now I've met people that I can't go a single day without talking to. Yeah. Yeah. So, was it garbage? Yes. (laughs) Still garbage. People still died. But (laughs) People still died. But, out of the trash, I found little bits of chicken nuggets that were still in the (laughs) container and still edible. This is why... Yeah. The You're possum
0: friend, still Alyssa, because I was gonna say, <laughs> out of the trash, we found a little six-piece chicken nugget untouched. <laughs> yes,
3: that's pretty much that's exactly it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Scott said, uh, the full group of people. He's he has um two games. Scott is fabulous, and I love him, and he's one of my best friends, and he runs um Andville, which is was my first big like it was on Roll20 and it was like my first big game and I play Flurry and she's Time Wizard and she's wonderful and she's perfect and everything about her is great (laughs) Uh, confirm
1: that for us in the chat real quick (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um, but he runs another game um, called Andeville 2 it's like 20 years um, in the past of what we're doing now cool concept it's incredible but he has never met any of those people in person and they're all just fabulous human beings. Like I um, murder squirrel is one of them. And I don't honestly know what I would do if I had never met Soraya. Like I wouldn't know that I was missing something, but now that I know that I would have been missing it, it was, it would like, you know, be really shitty. Yeah. Who else would watch, you know, this, Housewives of Salt Lake City with me. The answer, nobody, <laughs> not me. Nobody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it's very fun. Like I mean, I've never met any of the the group of people that we play with online. You know, hopefully someday that's possible when uh, travel is possible again. Um, but it, it is very very interesting to have these like friendships born out of just playing D anD. d I mean, it, it and it's. You know you guys were just mentioning earlier like you're playing like smite and all these other things together you know me and morgan started the podcast which is D related but it all started out of like hey like we want to play this game that we all love and how can we do this like how can we all come together and play this thing that we love without getting our friends sick and worrying about that and 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 now it's possible with you know, like we mm-hmm. said, Roll20 and Discord and Zoom and, you know, Skype and all the, the things that have existed for a long time. Um, and it, it it is very interesting to think about, like, the bonds that you've made over something so small growing. And now you're like, we play these other games and we just talk as friends and, like, ask each other how each other's lives are going and things like that. It's, like, uh, it, it's very cool. I know, like, usually our my, like, home game on Saturdays, um, the first hour of, like, every single session, like, it, it is, isn't like, maybe it's 50 minutes, but, like, basically the first hour is always just everyone just hanging out and talking, unescapably. Like, there's no way we're starting a game before that. Like, it just doesn't happen. It, it We need, like, a solid hour to just, like, hang out and talk, and then we're like, oh, yeah, do you guys want to play d d tonight? Like, uh, <laughs> let's get on that.
0: Uh, especially because it's so late for us yeah like you know for you it's only 6 p.m for us uh it's 9 p.m yeah um and for some of us it is the ass dawn um that's so, like 12
1: for him 12 30 or whatever is it yeah, it's like 12 30 for him when we start
0: no, it's like nine thirty, isn't it? It's like well, nine thirty. Me and morning. Matt just
1: talked about this like two weeks ago. All right, whatever. <laughs> and then and then Boris is is same time zone as me, so not everyone.
0: All right, all right, all right. But, uh, you know, for me, we start at nine p.m. And for uh, Zephyr, um, we start at nine p.m. So we're yeah. talking until ten p.m. And then he's like, "All right, let's run a five-hour campaign," and I'm like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, long sessions are bae. Long sessions are great, but they're great when they start at like 6 p.m. Uh, <laughs> they do start at 6 p.m.
1: What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> not, not my time. <laughs> Alyssa starts at 5 p.m. her time. It's still great. And I still I still cherish every moment that we have together because, like you said, it's, it's crazy. We're from all over and... You know, being able to play games with people that, you know, we have this, like, weird connection with. Like, we all have just kind of decided, hey, you're pretty cool. Even though I've never met you in person, we only see each other through a a computer screen. Like, it's really, really cool to have that connection in a world where everything is garbage. Uh- <laughs> Everything
1: is garbage. It feels so weird. Is like I I think about like when there's an opportunity that like I would meet any of you guys, and I'm like, like if it's like I'm just such an awkward fucking person that like I'm like in my head I'm like I'm gonna be so fucking weird. I don't know how I'm gonna interact <laughs> with it. like online. I could just jump on and talk to people and like be friendly and like, but it like I'm like if I was to ever like actually meet someone in person, I'm just gonna be like.
0: <laughs> she Listen, came in here and
3: started thinking everything is
2: garbage. And, uh, <laughs>
0: we are going to have a meetup. It's going to happen. Well, And you will not have the ability to be awkward because we are all weird in our own ways. And eventually all that weirdness will cancel out and it'll be fine.
3: I mean... Uh, um, I'm not trying to say anything, but I risked my lives and all the lives of my friends in Florida to go see them and I feel fine about it. <laughs> um, it was, it was 150% worth it. Uh, uh you know, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not recommending it was, it was, especially was in it?
1: Florida. Holy crap.
3: In August, it was in August or something, whenever like the travel bands were like lifting and we're like, and then we planned it like a week in advance. And I ran a one shot, believe it or not. I ran a one shot starting at 7 p.m. Somebody, I'm not going to mention any names, Scott, <laughs> placed a bean in the middle of my dungeon and a freaking pyramid grew, ruined my one shot. And I was like, well, I'm going to Florida. And we left at 9 p.m. and started driving <laughs> to Florida. Crazy. Go down there, beat him up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> scott can never have beans nobody in my campaigns is bags of beans they don't exist they're yeah, bags of beans are also not real from my campaign yeah, not only not bags
1: real. of beans there's like no one eats beans like beans don't exist in your world at all just in just as a <laughs> nope, safety no measure. beans
3: no yep beans just in case somebody all. wants to you know enchant <laughs> them they're not
0: real they're just a figment of <laughs>
1: imagination yeah
0: oh man speaking of friends I know because I do this for you, but Alyssa, you use friends as NPCs in your campaigns. How does that work? Uh, Well, a lot of the times it doesn't.
2: Um,
3: (laughs) So I have like a theory that when you make an NPC, one of two things is going to happen. Your players are going to completely ignore them and be like, they're dumb, even though they're probably the most important NPC you've made to date. Um, or they're going to be like, this guard named Billy, our best friend, we're taking him with us everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Billy! And you oh, will no, be try. like, okay, well now I'm going to do something with him, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's always the third option where you make an NPC and you're like, alright, I'm a little... Hmm. What could I do? And then you find a friend who can bring life to that NPC. Because... At some point, your players know that you're all the NPCs. You're the everybody. You are the big bad. You are the helper. You are the allies. The assassins, all in one. But then you bring somebody in who's a player, and they're like, "Oh, oh, who is this? Are they going to be playing with us? No, no. They're just they're just helping me out, playing a little NPC. I'm helping me move some story along. Oh." <laughs> And it, one of two things happened. They either trust them explicitly, never insight check them, which is what happened with Scott. Because mm-hmm. um, in the collective, I have two really prevalent NPCs played by players. Morgan plays Liliana. She's a werewolf. She's badass. She's incredible. Love her. But then Scott plays Lonnie Longcaster, who is a beautiful little gnome war wizard. He shows up to the party to help them. Nobody asks any questions. They're just like, I'm so glad Scott's here. Right? It's <laughs> the best thing. Scott infiltrates them, and they just all... They have such... Uh, the story about um, the unicorn from my camp, the sea unicorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was Lonnie, who's a bad guy. Um, after they took to Lonnie so easily, I had Amber... Um, She plays a villain, so she doesn't really play an NPC. She plays, like, one of the big bads in my game. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I should, you know, try to prove a point that, you know, not every person I bring in is going to be happy and friendly. Um, Because, uh, long story short, they know now, but Lonnie had been working for Trent Ickathon, who kidnapped and um, basically forced into marriage One of the players love interests and like modified his memory. So he thought that she had lost their baby, but she had, it's a whole fucking confoodle, but Lonnie works for him. Confoodle. Mm -hmm. Um, Lonnie works for him and Lonnie was supposed to, um, it, it basically ended up where Lonnie ended up saving their lives because as a DM, I don't grow that connection to my players. Yeah. If I was playing Lonnie, they'd be dead. I would have TKPK'd them and felt Mm -hmm. no qualms about it because Danny was being an ass. You know, (laughs) that's it. Yeah. But because I wasn't playing Lonnie, Scott was, and I give them full control over their characters, he saved their lives. Yeah. And I think that's, that's beautiful all in itself. Where yeah. my world is not just me trying to push a story. It's everybody feeling everything all at once.
1: So so this is something I'm curious about. I, I've never done this, so this is one of what we thought would be really interesting to talk to you about. How much do you give the NPC player outside of the game the freedom to like alter what's going on with you? Um, as in like, if they're like, Hey, I'm going to go do this thing and this thing, like when I'm not with the party, um, do you have like, do you just message back and forth to figure that out? Do you have like a role playing session with an NPC for a player like that? Or is it like, they just tell you what you're doing and you kind of like let that happen as long as it doesn't like crazy interfere with whatever your direct plans are.
3: Well, most of the time I have what I call like the end game for the NPC. The end game for like Lonnie was that he was going to kill them. Yeah. He was going to assassinate them eventually. But over the course of the game, Lonnie showing up, those changed. And Scott, you know, came to me and was like, uh, Lonnie's really getting connected to these people. This is how he's feeling. You know, how does this change the um, outcome? And I'm like, well, when the time comes and Trent gives you the go ahead, you make that decision. Yeah, That's out of my hands. You know what I mean? This, this was your end game. This is what you came in. It's essentially like I give them this entire backstory and I give them a goal Yeah, and I let them know as far ahead as me as a DM can predict, which sometimes it's just a session ahead. Yeah. But other times is like, you know, year in game or whatever.
2: Yeah.
0: And sometimes it's in the middle of the session, something happens and I That's... message Alyssa saying, um, do I know anything about this? What do I do? And she's like, all right, this is what you know. Um, you can Make do this, this. Yeah. She's like, you can do this, this, and this. Figure it out. Like let the character let the character decide what's going to happen in the moment and that is what happens.
3: Yeah. Um I mean like Amber's playing a villain. So me and Amber have more in-depth conversations about how how things will proceed because she was she is a very like upfront bad guy. Like she shows up, she wrecks them and then she leaves. Yeah. That's what she does. Um so me and Amber have a little more conversation with everything that's happening in the background. But Morgan is a friendly NPC. Like, yeah, th- yeah, there's like, there's no other way to put it. She's an ally instead of somebody.
1: She's not directly, a, directly opposed.
3: Right. She's not directly opposed to the party. So in that case, I gave Morgan the platform. This is who you are. You're Liliana. You are part of a group of werewolves that believe in the natural uh, the natural order of things that your powers were given to you by da 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 da. This is how you do it. Um, you can freely change. I give her all the back stuff, and then when hard moments come, if Morgan's like, oh no, she messages me and I tell her, well, that's too fucking bad. Figure it out. <laughs> I'm not playing. You are, you know, because as DMs, when we're put in that tough position, we have to go. Mm. Yeah. And suck it up. And if I pick somebody to be an NPC for me, that means I trust them explicitly with this character. Yeah. That means that whatever they do, that's canon. You done did it. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> you so, know?
1: So here's a, a continuing question for that. So for Morgan, as playing one of Alyssa's guest NPCs, how how does that feel for you in comparison to like a character? Like your connection to that NPC? Um, like you know, as a DM, like your Mm -hmm. NPCs are your pawns, right? Like you're gonna have to lose some to move, you know, your queen and your Kings forward and stuff like that. Right. Um, and like you playing, like, even if you're not quite like a pawn, right. But like Mm -hmm. you're a tool in Alyssa's toolbox, You know, when it comes down to it, how does that work for you feeling as like your your connection? Like, of course, like if I killed Tempest in tonight's game, it would be, (laughs) you know, devastating. Like you care about your character.
0: Damn is
1: that it. foreshadowing? <laughs> <laughs> it is not. I pro- I have no plans to kill anyone's <laughs> characters tonight, um, uh, but <laughs> but I'm just saying like if I just if that happened like it would be like any of the players in our, in tonight's session would be like devastating for me to mm-hmm. kill out of nowhere, um, but like as an NPC like I feel like you know that's kind of on the table as like what if the party decides like fuck you we don't like you and they decide to kill you like it's the party story like when you're playing D and D the story is what the party's doing. So, like, I, I, I'm just curious like how that works for you as, like, a player at, and being, like, like playing that character who's not a player, the story's not really about them.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is a really kind of weird experience for me, because like Alyssa says, sometimes I'm like, uh, I, I don't know what to do, and I don't want to fuck anything up, because it's Alyssa's campaign, and it's her player's Story. Um, but ultimately, you know, I have a connection to Liliana. I yeah. like playing Liliana, even though I've only really played her for one session so far. <laughs> um, I'm excited to come back with her. But it's this weird thing where.
1: Anybody in the chat can I, pipe in on this too. I know there's a few people in there.
0: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Amber and Scott. Um, <laughs> I. I love, I love playing Liliana. Yeah, I think she's badass. I think she's great. Um, I had fun while I was playing her. Who wouldn't? She's a freaking badass werewolf. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I have enough respect for the story and for Alyssa that if if the party decided that what needed to be done was to fight Liliana, first of all, I would fight back. Because you know, I'm I, yeah. I mean, that I'm playing sense. a character. Yeah, like I'm playing like a character, and they I mean. don't want to die. Yeah. So I would fight back. Um, and if she dies, then that's a part of the story that the players wanted to happen, and then they deal with the consequences of that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, they they deal with.
1: I mean, lichhood's a thing, right? What <laughs> I said, lichhood's a thing. Uh
0: is a thing. is <laughs> a thing. Um, but especially in my case, you know, I'm, I'm a potential ally. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's always a potential for ally or bad guy. Yeah. Always. And everybody, every player, no matter what, there's always the two potentials. But right now, I'm a potential ally. And if they, for some reason, perceive me as a threat and decide to take me down, well, they lost an ally. Yeah. And what happens when an ally dies? The bad guy swoops in. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, you know, as much as I love playing the character, I, I as a player, have enough respect for Alyssa and the campaign and the players that if that's what they decide to do, then they get to do that. And they live with the consequences whether good or bad of that decision um and you know maybe I'll show up as another character eventually playing somebody else yeah
1: yeah and I, I think that's a such a cool scenario and like you know I think that that's something that like if you're if you're listening to this and you're interested in trying to implement something like this into your own game um you know make sure you're like on that same page with your with your guest NPC that like Um, Realistically, like they are kind of, again, like a tool in your toolbox um, in a way of like they draw that separation line of like, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I'm not a player. It's still these people's story. I'm helping this DM, you know, in a way, co-DM. Even if it's in a very set and specific role, um, you know, I think that that's a really good way to look at it is it is a like form of co-DMing. Um, you know, it, assisting it and assisting in the DM side of it, um, instead of like, I'm playing this NPC, you're running this NPC for the DM, you know, mm. it, 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 I think you can like make sure you draw that line because, you know, this is something that we've talked about, um, and like our, especially in our emotional RP episode of like players are very strongly bonded and connected with their players or with their characters, um, so, like, making sure that there's still that line there where, like, again, the the camera doesn't leave the party, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you're there to, like, come into frame and come out of frame, and I think that that's super cool.
3: Yeah, and see, like, that's that was kind of, like, the situation with Lonnie. Um, Lonnie became so integrated into the party that he viewed them no longer as a target, but as friends. Yeah. And it was because of that that I got to take my story in a much different way, which I prefer that way. But him as an NPC, if I would have, like I said, if I would have done it, I'd have just TPKed the party. I would have held no qualms. I would have ended their lives.
1: Well, yeah, especially as a DM. I mean, you have to rejuvenate your (laughs) your life. for
3: Right. I've only killed six players this year, so I need to... Hmm. Or six characters.
1: No, players. I. i'm I'm right there with Uh, you
3: players
0: but (laughs) but that that's
1: i will say that you've almost
0: killed me several times we're talking we're talking about the
1: online play i i will forever miss physically ripping up a character sheet yes that is that is the like oh that is it like that's if, if you can play in person I'm not saying that don't play online. Playing online is amazing. I'm so happy to play with all my friends around the world. But killing a character as a DM and then taking their character sheet and ripping that motherfucker right on up is, it really just like rejuvenates your power.
0: It fuels your life for another year. If if you have not
1: done so, find people, get some teddy bears around a table like it's a freaking tea party and take that teddy bear's character and rip him up right in front of him. Let him cry.
3: Oh, gosh, um, yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> that um, with Morgan's with Morgan's case, Morgan has a special case because her NPC has implements for like a very specific storyline that yeah. that can go a bunch of different ways. And like sometimes, as the DM, I look and I say. Well, if Liliana were to do this, this could have these implements for the party. If Liliana were to do this, I would – and then I know the decision. And sometimes I like to surprise myself. So I bring in, like, Morgan, who I trust explicitly. Whatever decision she makes will be how Liliana is feeling. So I don't have to – I don't have to look at – I power word kill the fifth level player, right? And it hurt my heart. Okay? I did that. I just did that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, I did it.
1: It didn't hurt me at all.
3: <laughs> well, it hurt me just because I rolled a D four to see who got hit with it, and it was the one player who is the most kind. She compliments me. She always tells me I'm doing a good job, and she's a cleric. Yeah, Thurmond is also a cleric, but not. But a it's good one. Matt's
1: character, so I mean, you know, <laughs> you know Matt how that goes,
3: <laughs> right? Um, but I I did that, and then I realized, like, I knew how that was gonna end. Yeah. Someone was gonna die. There was gonna have to be some divine intervention and it was gonna have to and then I started thinking to myself, well, what happens if I give somebody else the reins for just a little bit, for such a small section of the game? How does that change the entirety of the world and the story? Yeah. And it's done so much. And it's been so good. And I'm lucky because I have people like Amber and Scott and Morgan that I trust explicitly in my world with my game with my players. And if my players, my players want to kill Amber's character. She's a bad guy. Yeah. But they're so damn scared that they won't go do it. And that was what I needed her to portray. I said, Amber, just be fucking terrifying. Yeah. Scare them. And now they're scared. I said, Morgan, be helpful, be kind, let them know that you're on their side. She did that. Yeah. And now she went to, you know, go save somebody that they couldn't get to. Well,
1: and I think this goes back to the, you know, the person playing it is, you know, again, play, that reminder of playing your NPC is, you know, you relaying those notes to that person of if, if you weren't here, I would be playing this person this way. I would be playing this bad guy as terrifying or I would be playing this werewolf friend as friendly and kind and helpful um, and and setting them up as an ally or setting them up as a villain and then giving those notes and then, you know, taking that freedom to say, okay, I'm going to focus my direction on this and letting that person run wild with it is it's freeing, I'm sure, for, for you as a DM to say like, all right, I gave the direction of like how I would take this, but now I get to see not only like someone that do something different with it but you get to see one of your your friends like have the fun to do that
3: yeah that's that's a big thing is like i when like mac and liliana both they have been off doing things (laughs)
2: um
3: but lonnie has been like the most present lonnie is on his last like the last little part that he really needs to do with the party. Yeah. Um, other than like he popped.
1: Betray them at the end. It, oh.
3: <laughs> he, he already did. Yeah, yeah. It already happened. They had a big um, dinner where they were supposed to go meet with Trent Ikethon and Emmeline, who is um, one of my characters, biological moms didn't know it was her mom. It was a big, weird twist thing. Um, but then as they walk in, Lonnie is sitting across from Trent wearing the same robes of the Cerberus assembly. It was like a whole thing. Uh, But he betrayed them essentially. And then he he tried to explain to them, you know, this is my job. This is what I do. I couldn't tell you. And one of my characters just popped off at the mouth consistently to try Ickathon. And I'm like, I will kill you. Boy, if you don't. (laughs) Oh, I wish you would. Ah. Thought? Boy, I'm I'm... fast as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If he breathes, he's a thought. Um, (laughs) so uh, essentially Lonnie got the order to assassinate them. Lonnie risked his job and his life for them to not be assassinated. Yeah. And it's because of that that now he's kind of like demoted and all he's really doing is kind of teleporting them from place to place. But he did that because I'm not, pl- I would not have done that. I would have murked him.
2: Yeah. Straight Same.
3: up, dunzo, finito, stop being an asshole.
1: Scott, you're way too nice.
3: <laughs> murked. Let's see what you and it was him. It was Merk. Merk was, was Murk. the problem, and he would have got murked. Yeah. Um, but regardless, Scott made that decision because of the time that he spent with the party. Yeah. The memories he had made. And while he was gathering a lot of information, he was also enjoying himself. And I wouldn't have made that decision. So it made my story better. Yeah. Well, I think
1: that's super interesting because, like, talking about it right now, like, uh, for me, like, I'm not sentimental of time spent with the characters. Like, I'm happy to kill them. Like, if that's what comes up, that's what comes up. But, like, and, like, you're saying, like, you would have done so. (laughs) It's very interesting to think, like, of having that outside view to take that character to a whole new level because like flat out I would 100% I would have been on the same boat as the DM like they would have been deserving to die <laughs> I mean that's really what it comes down to and and being able to take um, that outside look and as this you know player NPC and say like no like I spent all this time with him and like that player has those memories of doing that as a DM, you've got so much to focus on. Like you're not focusing on the NPC, how close an NPC always is, and like the the little things. But like as as a player and as this you know NPC player, like those are what your memories are. Like that's what you're thinking of the whole time because that's all your character has done. You're not worried about you know where the people are going in the world and the lore of that world and lore of that area and the other NPCs and the monsters and the fights. Um, you know, and, and the I think shops, that, and
3: yeah, you know, you get kind of whether or not they're it, <laughs> gonna want weird dresses for something they're not even gonna do, and
1: <laughs> no unicorn whiskey and unicorn right <laughs> see unicorn riding and all that. You know, it's, it's very, very hard to not let yourself almost get like jaded from that as a DM and like respect those NPC interactions.
0: So it says, as the bad guy, it became a thing, and suddenly. I, as Mac, love messing with the cleric in the game because canon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please continue messing with the cleric. Please never stop messing with the cleric. He,
3: uh, Mac, he, um, he will just message the cleric in the game, which did get murdered by powerboard power board kill by him. He killed her. Yeah. He was the one who power board killed her. And he'll just be like, you know, just weird shit, just super, like, and my cleric gets pissed. Sierra gets so mad. Like, God, I love you, Amber. But if you could not do that, that'd be super great. Like,
0: and then but you just want to do it more, <laughs> right?
3: But but it's but now it's part of the thing. Like yeah. Sierra will say, like, I haven't heard from Mac in a while. That makes me uncomfortable. Like, what? What, what is he out is, doing? Yeah,
1: what is he up to?
3: Like that doesn't, you know what I mean? That doesn't track. And then you're like, well, no, what's he doing? And then, like, you can, it's a good way to maneuver. Probably busy getting
1: ready to ruin your life. (laughs) Yeah,
3: just he's, he's actually fighting, or not fighting, but trying to find a way through Danny's deity, Navarask, right now. Because Navarask is in front of the temple that he has to get in because he's guarding the phoenix. It's a whole fucking thing. They're trying (laughs) to bring Asmodeus back. It's a whole thing. Danny's like, deity won't come talk to him anymore. He's real sad about it. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's just crying like a little bitch
1: <laughs>
0: uh, about Danny. <laughs> did did everything with Tifa get figured out? Oh
3: yeah, yeah. She came back. She okay. came back. She went and found. Um, <laughs> she went and found Navarast. is in front of the church. That's. Out in like some wastelands that where Mac has been keeping the Phoenix that so, you know he rode off on in a blaze of fucking glory <laughs> after decimating Komorda. Um, no big deal. Uh, no big but deal. Navarask is now tasked with guarding and not letting Mac inside because Mac has two of the three relics and has to um, has to have the Phoenix. To complete the ritual
1: to bring Asmodeus back, so. So here, here's my next question for you on this: is when it comes to, well, I guess, a couple things. Uh, we'll start with the first part: is when it comes, you're talking about how, you know, Amber's character Mac killed one of your characters. How was that? How did you like breach that subject together? Was that like their decision entirely to do to oh. make that move, or was that something that you presented to them?
3: Uh, Amber took over after I did it because I felt bad. Gotcha. I was playing Mac. I power word killed Sierra and then I was like, hey Amber, what are you doing? you want to come play a bad guy? Gotcha. And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course I do. And I'm like, yeah, I actually killed murder. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I'm like, dope. Dope. Yeah.
1: So, So like, I guess that kind of leads into the next part of like with combat and stuff. Like oh she where's, she's there to kill, like it, that's like are you like is there a point when you're playing because like I'm sure both of you guys experience like in games uh, when you're running monsters and NPCs and stuff in a battle, there's times where you do pull punches, um, whether that be like making non uh, you know tactical moves, um, retreating things like that. Um, do you like? set that expectation with someone if they're in battle with the party. If you're like, Hey, like I don't like as the storyteller of this game, like as the lead on this, like I don't want you to kill anyone. This like, please don't kill anyone in this session. Try if, if it gets close, leave. Do you set those expectations or do you say like,
3: like for Liliana, if, if Morgan, if the party was to some, for some fucking reason, turn on Liliana, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I would say, you know, don't kill anybody unless um, unless there's no other way for her to get out because she is a wolf. Yeah. She's going to try to escape.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but for Mac, if Mac goes up against the party and the party makes a mistake and Mac kills them. That's on them.
2: Yeah,
3: they are more than powerful enough to go up against Mac. Yeah. Now Mac has a lot of special items. He has blessings from Asmodeus that the party could never receive. Um, but at the same time, if there is a moment where she can take one of them out, she has my full permission to do so because Mac wouldn't hold back. Yeah, this is these are the people stopping him from doing what he wants. He wants to do yeah and so if if they die they die and none of my players would blame amber they would be like you know Alyssa planted, it which i wouldn't uh but i love that they think i'm that smart <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it's just kind of my players also know the the boundaries right they yeah. know that with amber with mac there are no boundaries because cool.
1: that, that's what i'm kind of curious on like the level of of like where that line is drawn so it, like I, I i feel like you know kind of what you're saying there's like there was that discussion at one point of like with amber of like mac will straight up kill these people that is yeah. that is especially like you said it wasn't that she that you ran this character first so there's already a little bit of expectation set up from when you were running them um, so it kind of like leads into, you kind of have to transfer those notes over a little bit or else it's kind of like, these are two different people. Um, but it, it's very interesting to like, um, balance that. Cause like, as the, if you're running everything as the DM, like you can just move little bits and pieces around as you need. Um, but when you've got like, uh, a lone wolf out on the battlefield, you kind of like, uh, <laughs> worry about them, like running it off. Um, and then, so, like, out, out of curiosity, like, when you've... Have you ran combat between these players and one of the guest NPCs?
3: Uh, I have. So uh, like, Morgan has done it on the player's side, but we did do a fight with Mac and the whole party.
1: Okay. So, like, do you... How do you, like, run that tactically? Like, are you messaging, like... it? Like, do you let them just, like, fully go for it? Or would you recommend to people to, like... Message and be like, hey, like I'm gonna have these couple guys be doing this, so don't try to interfere with that or help them if you can, or do you just let them like basically they're a player and whatever when it comes to them they do whatever they do.
3: Uh, with Mac, I kind of Mac was just in an advantage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will say with me when I was on the player side, um, we were fighting these uh, cockroaches. They were cockroach demons, right? Were you fighting no. cockroaches? Oh no, no, that was the first time. It was.
3: It was. I totally no, thought
1: you were it. talking about in your house.
3: <laughs> I was like, oh no. damn, cockroach no. demons no. in your house?
0: <laughs> no, um, um, they're
3: called agishigal or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, when I, yeah, when I joined as Liliana, because again, she had played Liliana, Alyssa played Liliana before I played Liliana. Yeah. Um, and then she became an important figure, so then Alyssa trusted her to me, um, when we started in that combat, we were fighting what flower golems? Oh yeah, yeah flower, golems. flower golems. <laughs> because the druid decided she wanted to pick a flower off a bush, and it, the all the bushes turned into golems. Um, <laughs> and so,
1: Nad um, Pod vibes.
0: Yeah, right. She didn't give anything to me. She said, "Here's your character sheet. Here's your abilities. Survive." Yeah. And so I had to decide as Liliana, you know, am I going to keep myself alive or am I going to work with the party and help them survive as well? Yeah. And so I ended up working with the party. I flanked where I could to help give them advantage on their attacks. I would go after certain golems that were attacking party members that were a little more squishy, um... I I made the decision as Liliana to fight and protect these people. And Alyssa didn't give me jack shit.
3: <laughs> she
1: was just like,
0: here's your abilities, go for it.
3: Have
1: fun. Uh,
0: <laughs> I,
3: I give them very, very limited backstory. I think I told Morgan what Liliana who she was, how she met the party and her base, like yeah. what she's been doing. Which wasn't even that much. Yep. She's a demon hunter. <laughs> That's yeah. what she does. Yep. Um but that was pretty much it. I said she's um I I do always tell my party if you're friendly or if you are if you are an ally, if you are a betrayer, or if you are a bad guy. So, you know, I basically told Morgan, You're an ally, you're a demon hunter, you met the party before, you're showing back up for reasons A, B, and C. Yeah. Um essentially to give them away. Um, it one of my other p- players is like a werewolf, but she's a werepanther Panther. It's a whole freaking weird thing. Um, but it was just to like um give that um connection, and then with Amber, I was like, "You're a bad guy. You your main goal is to rise as Medeus from the pits of the nine hells." Yeah, and she's like, "Cool, cool. <laughs> did it yeah. like the the combat that they did." Everything was stacked against the party. They had just been in the underdark facing ridiculous things. Yeah. Um, I think they literally just lost a member of their party um, facing, you know, manticords and swobolds A manticore who had, like, taken over a bunch of swobolds Yeah. And... So they were in a precarious position already. They had been in a, um, they were like level six or seven maybe, um, and they went through an entire cave full of rimerazes.
2: Yeah, which is um, fucked
3: up.
1: How, how many CR were there? 11.
3: Uh, well, it, every, there was one like every 60 feet. So they had to run. They didn't that's fight up. them. Okay. I
1: they're, was going to say, I, that's still pretty fucked. That's a, that's a challenge.
3: Oh, Rimorazes rim rim are cold cold. no joke. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're CR11s. Yeah. And I was like, oh, these look cool. Let me just put them all up in this cave. Um, but they had just done that. <laughs> they were exhausted. They were having like, they were not in a good spot yeah. at all. And they finally get to the place where Max is releasing the Phoenix. They see a giant Phoenix come out and they're like, cool. <laughs> and right behind them is Mac. Mac just like walks out, does a reality break on the cleric. Uh I think she almost pushed the Paladin into lava. Yeah. Um just a bunch of stuff yeah. like but and then she runs away because that was her plan. She got the Phoenix and she left. If they would have continued to chase her or fight her, Mac would have killed one of them. Yeah. That's just yeah. end of story, but they didn't because they're smart.
0: According to her, um, I didn't really try to kill people. I did exsanguinate the paladin and then cast a reality break on the cleric and then disappeared on the phoenix with a snap of my fingers.
1: <laughs> That's the way to do yeah. it. So, so the real <laughs> question is, when am I coming into your game, Alyssa? And can I choose who I play? Can you put yeah. Floop the Poop oh, Goblin I in your game? I have a
0: very specific request but, for him kay. to play, okay. Alyssa. Yeah. Um I can't say it on stream because I don't want to spoil it. Oh, I know exactly players. what you're talking about and that would be the weirdest shit and I'm so down. Yeah, it would be the weirdest but most I'm amazing. i so You, you have so to down. put
1: Floop the Poop Goblin in there. I'm ready. Oh I'm God, roaring no. and ready to play Floop the Poop Goblin.
3: Does Floop the Poop Goblin uh, th- we, we did talk about this. You <clears> are like <throat> never able to be there because you oh, yeah. work at, what time, what time my time do you go to work?
1: Uh, your time would be like,
3: uh,
1: was that? I don't. Ten? No, eleven.
0: Eleven? You leave 11. for work at eleven?
1: It's eight my time. Three hours ahead is eleven, right? Do I know how? No, to do we we right? get done at eleven. It would
0: be it would be ten your
3: time. 10 oh, my time? 10 my time. Okay. Wait, are you in central? Oh yeah, you, I'm in central. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you were in eastern, the same as everybody nope. else.
0: I'm in central. Um, hundred different time zones, baby. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, we'll
3: figure it out. You can come in for like the first like couple hours and.
1: I'm just telling Play you. Were, you could just just give give Poop the Poop Goblin his, his shining hour of time.
3: Do you wanna <laughs> does he like the cold? I'll put him in a hut in the frozen tundra.
1: But his poop would be cold then.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he has a frozen poop shrine. Oh my god.
2: His whole hut is made
1: out of poop. How about that?
3: <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's, it's so cold. <laughs> the, the, he's got The whole little bricks. party's like, it smells weird in here. Yeah, Do you like my little aroma? brown bricks.
2: <laughs>
0: It's uh, a
3: brick. House.
1: House. Made of shit.
0: (laughs) It's a brick. Shit. House. (laughs) Uh, Anyways.
1: Perfect. (laughs)
0: Um, we don't have a whole lot of time left today. I know. Um
1: We started so late because So uh, we should
0: simp on Tasha's, is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) Oh, you want to simp on Tasha's? How about, Tasha's. I have the perfect thing um, for you because I know you and I love you. Um, We're going to simp for Tasha's a little bit here. And I'm going to let Alyssa talk about the Rangers because I know you're excited (laughs) about them
3: gosh it's fucking <laughs> angelic it is fucking angelic I've never seen something more beautiful in my whole life I'm married been married for five years and my husband does not compare to the beauty that was written on that page you know don't tell him I said that He's are, gonna you, listen are,
1: you stoked, to are you stoked on rangers right now because
3: I love rangers out, out, I loved rangers before
1: did you did you outside of Tasha's real quick did you read the new unearthed arcana with the drake warden uh, Ranger? I, I
3: didn't but I'm going to now
1: there's like, yeah, that is tight. You get like a a Drake that's like a kind of like an animal companion, but you're specifically like one with Drake's just cool as heck.
3: I love Rangers. Rangers are my life. I've played Rangers before they were like when they were shitty and like, even like the revised Ranger. I'm like, I don't need that. Cause I'm a cool Ranger. <laughs> um, but all the stuff that they've added for Tasha's, I would, I am like over ecstatic. They finally make, they make the, uh, the, oh my gosh.
1: The Fae Wanderer. The, the S- Fae Wanderer.
3: The So sexy. Swarm Keeper. Delicious. The um, Deft Explorer thing that they added that replaces Natural Explorer is incredible. It gives Rangers the utility that they should have had in the first place. The favored foe instead of the favored enemy makes rangers seem like they really are hunters. They really are people that, you know, they go after the wrong. Let me, I, let me
1: read this for the people at home real quick.
3: Oh, yes, you should.
1: <clears throat> Deft Explorer, first level ranger feature, which replaces the natural explorer feature. You are, unsurpassed, you are an unsurpassed explorer and survivor both in the wilderness when dealing with others on your travels. You gain a canny benefit below. You gain the additional benefit below when you reach 6th and 10th level in this class. So at first level, choose one of your skill proficiencies. Your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make that uses the chosen skill. You also speak, read, and write two additional languages of choice. At 6th level, you get roving. Your walking species and speed is increased by 5, and you gain a climbing speed and swimming speed equal to your walking speed. So now you're like straight up, down, swimming everywhere, speedy. And then at 10th level, you get tireless. As an action, you can give yourself a number of temporary hit points equal to 1d8 plus your wisdom modifier minimum of 1 temporary hit point. You can use this action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. In addition, when you finish a short rest, your exhaustion, uh, your exhaustion level, if any, is decreased by one. This is just like you're freaking one with nature. You can travel all Mm -hmm. around, do all your things, and then being able to add that proficiency bonus doubled on you know, whatever skill you want your, your person to be great at.
3: That's my thing is like for my campaign for Cambria, my homebrew campaign, not yep. the one that I run in wild Mount. Um, I have a, I have a ranger. I have a gloom ranger, um, in that game. Fuck. I'm a man. Fuck. I'm a man. <laughs> um, and he is a deer person. He's an Alcyon. Um, and he chose to keep the natural explorer feature. Because his backstory and a majority of the campaign is in the untamed lands, which is the forest, which is where he's from. And it's a whole thing. He didn't take Deft Explorer. And I like that there's an option. If you are doing a campaign where Natural Explorer makes sense, keep it. It's still good. But if you you are from the forest and your whole campaign is going to be done in a city, Half of your stuff as a ranger is null and void. Yeah, it's not important anymore, uh, and that's what why people were like, "Oh, well, rangers aren't." Meh, meh, meh. Um, and then the thing with favored foe, it's basically a free hunters mark. That's all it is, because you can hunters mark them as a bonus action, smack them.
1: Read, why don't I read? Why don't I read that for everybody real quick, too?
3: Yeah. And then if you lose concentration, you just favored foe them.
1: Favorite Foe, first level Ranger feature which replaces favorite enemy uh, and works with the Foe Slayer feature. When you hit a creature with an attack roll, you can call on your mystical bond with nature to mark your target as your favorite enemy for one minute or until you lose concentration as if you're concentrating on a spell. The first time on each of your turns that you hit a favorite enemy and deal damage to it, including when you mark it, you can increase that damage by 1d4. You can use this feature to mark a favored enemy a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all charges expended when you finish a long rest. This features extra damage increases uh, when you reach certain levels, 1d6 at 6th level, 1d8 at 14th level. So, again, this is like,
3: uh,
1: I mean, at the lower levels, it's a little weaker than Hunter's Mark, but it doesn't take a spell slot. So
3: Yeah, and um, you have very minimal spell slots.
1: Yeah, as a ranger. So that, that's definitely super cool. Um, and then, I mean, once you hit six level, which I feel like is pretty 14th level is like not there's, I feel like there's a lot of people that don't make characters all the way to 14th mm-hmm. level, but at least six level, I mean, I feel like a lot of people hit six level and mm-hmm. you're going to have that one D six and that's equal to Hunter's mark and it's free.
3: Yep. It's equal to Hunter's mark. It's free. And that leaves you to, um, like I'm very excited for it because spoilers for QQA. Um, there's, Ooh. A thing about being an upfront ranger that a lot of people don't do. Favored foe makes being an upfront ranger just more efficient. Yeah. Because you can use your spells to heal yourself while you're up in the shit and mark them as a favored foe.
1: Yeah.
3: It just, it makes them so much more efficient and so much better because they get a D10 of health... They are.
1: Can you get compelled people. duel as as a ranger? I feel like that. I don't like think so, but I together. should take that fighter levels then.
3: Yeah, take the fighter. Take a pally level just for a <laughs> compelled duel.
1: <laughs> Doing both? No. You're like yeah. You're basically like you've got those together, and you're like, fuck that one guy in particular.
3: <laughs> yeah, fuck that one. Guy. He's my favorite you're foe, true. and he you can has to fight entangle. me. You can get entangled, but the thing is, is favored foe is concentration, so you can't like Hunter's Mark and favored foe. Yeah. It's like as if you're concentrating on a spell.
2: Yeah.
1: So real quick, I'm going to read this to you since we're already on rangers. This is not uh, Tasha's territory, but that drake warden thing. Simple drake (coughs) wardens. Drake wardens are rangers who use their magical connection with nature to form an enduring bond with a minor dragon, a drake. This bond allows a ranger to summon a drake to their side and share an awe-inspiring power wielded by dragons. Considering how your ranger gained their bond with the drake, the drake warden origin table offers some examples. So you get, at uh, third level, you get a uh, draconic gift, is what they call it. Uh, if you can't already, you can now read, speak, and write draconic. you learn thaumaturgy as a spell. And then second to that, you get drake companion so you get your your drake companion who will level up with you as you get into higher levels and then at seventh level you get bond of fang and scale you gain resistance to the damage type chosen for your drake's draconic essence you choose one of the following your drake gains a swimming speed of 40 feet and can breathe both air and water or the drake grows wings and can gain a flying speed of 40 feet A Drake's Bite attack deals extra damage. And then this one, uh, Drake's Breath at 11th level. As an action, you can exhale a 30-foot cone of damaging breath or cause your Drake to exhale it of acid cold fire. You know, the same as like a dragon's breath feature. Does 66 damage. I I just think this is so cool. Like you get a mini dragon to be your animal (laughs) companion. And I love that Mm. like that, like, feature is very reminiscent to me of the uh, Echo Knight of, like, uh, that, like, you can have your, you or your Drake cast the, the Drake's Breath. So you can, like, and especially if you chose the flying thing, that's super cool. Because you can be, like, head over there, little homie, and then he flies off. And then you're, like, guess what? On my turn, you're blowing fire
0: over there yeah i fuck this guy in particular i couldn't all these
3: (laughs) i couldn't play that just like i can't play a beast master because my beasts are disposable yeah and i'm just not just not good at it i'll be like ah whatever go run head on we're fine yeah and then everybody's like isn't that like your life's companion? yeah he'll be fine don't oh i can't bring him back Shit, time to bond with something else. Like, that's it's a it's a problem that I can't play Beastmasters. I'm not allowed. Been, <laughs> because I just don't, I don't have like, actually I actually had to change in my Tuesday game. I had to change from being a Beastmaster to being a druid. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh, it's fine. Princess will go. And my DM was like, you're Panther. You're just going to, yeah, yeah, she's fine. She's bacon. No, Alyssa, she might die. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, I care about her. Bull. no, princess, don't go. <laughs>
1: Expendable. Same. You got to work with your DM so that if if it dies, it comes right back. You get yeah, because I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel like that's very funny if you played like a, uh, <laughs> a Beastmaster Ranger who did not care about their companions, who like every single session got their companion killed and had to get a new one next session. <laughs>
3: It's like the whole the whole game is just getting new companions for yep. the beastmaster. Yeah, it's just, like very, just
1: very like uh, every time one dies, like another animal walks out of the woods randomly towards you, and like you guys work oh on God. a table where you just roll on it. it's like a d100 for a random animal. It'd be very funny.
0: You're like one, one of
1: them. You're like you're like cool. I got like a bear, and then I got a tiger, and then I got this, and then like next roll, they're like you're you're down by the beach, and you see this. The starfish, he's waving at you. Oh,
3: that's the one that I like too. That's yeah. the one I. That's protect. the one you get bonded to. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody touches my starfish. Um, God.
1: You're just carrying him around in like a a bag with air in it, like a when you get Petco fish or whatever.
3: Uh, from Fighting Nemo, yeah, the starfish. Yeah. That's you just like walking
1: around <laughs> with him in a little bag. Yeah. Like this is my homie. Don't don't bug him. Leave him be.
3: Yeah all right i I think we'll
1: (laughs) we'll wrap it out there thanks so much for joining us today Alyssa.
3: anytime
1: again we uh we've got some big plans coming up in the future and uh you'll be seeing more of Alyssa and the rest of our mods very soon
0: yeah we will be announcing a lot of things uh coming in 2021 um not today but very shortly in the future once we nail everything down And we are so excited and so grateful that all of you take your time to support us. Um, Go ahead and follow us on all of our social medias. Go check out our discord where you could give us ideas for future podcast topics. You can submit um, shenanigans stories and homebrew things that you want us to check out and talk about. And... Make sure to tune in when we record a podcast or check out the podcast every Friday morning at 6 a.m.
1: Yep. goes live. Uh, I definitely noticed, I thought it was funny, this last Friday we had a bunch of, I think it was like 10 listens at like, by like nine my time, so it barely been up like for a few hours. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, we got people listening already. First thing in the morning, it goes live, people are already on it. Yeah. I was like, dang, all right, these people are quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely check us out and uh if you're h- here on the Twitch, um if you're so inclined, uh you can you can now subscribe to us here on Twitch. Um and if you've got Amazon Prime, you can do that for free. It super helps out the channel and helps uh out continue to grow the Rule of Cool podcast and uh it doesn't even cost you anything. It's super super awesome. And if uh if you don't have Amazon Prime personally, uh at, ask your mom or your grandma or something. I'm sure someone in your family doesn't uh, use their Twitch Prime subscription and it just goes to <laughs> waste. Uh, come steal it. Come come give, come give take it from them. All you got to do is have the login and you can use their Twitch Prime subscription that they're not using. So,
3: <laughs> Just to clarify, we are 100% supporting thievery and exploitation of other people's <laughs> Twitch Primes. All,
1: all, all I'm saying is if, if you don't have Amazon Prime, Someone in your life has it that oh, does not watch I'm with you. So
0: I'm
3: with you. I'm 100% on board with everything you said. Just roll a stealth check first. That's all we ask. Yeah. Sleight <laughs> of hand.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: But until next time, this has been another episode of the Roll of Cool podcast. So Thanks for hanging the out. The Bye. And that one guy that the DM knows that nobody else really likes. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG. The one where we can burn a town and have no real consequences.